From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, June 15th. I'm Sarah Reith. The Fort Bragg City Council received a warning of litigation over its unanimous decision to move ahead with eminent domain proceedings to run a second water line through Timberlands. The council also agreed that they want to extend a half-cent sales tax that's due to expire at the end of next year. Director of Public Works John Smith told the council that the city has tried to purchase an easement for the second water line, but the negotiation has been unsuccessful. The city of Fort Bragg proposes to construct a section of the primary water transmission line that delivers raw water from our sources at Waterfall Gulch, Newman Reservoir, and Summers Lane Reservoir to the city's water plant at all The existing primary raw water transmission line is reaching the end of its service life. It's been out there for about 70-ish years, and uh, pipe failures are becoming more regular and more widespread. The project is needed to increase the reliability and resilience of the raw water supply system. The proposed project will increase the reliability by constructing a new pipeline located in a more stable route that is less likely to be subjected to a to slope instability. The new pipeline will be constructed such that it can withstand the pressure of a re- reverse flow so that the city's reservoirs may be filled with water from the Noya River via city water treatment plant during times of high river flows, reducing impacts to riparian habitat along the Noya River, Newman Gulch, Waterfall Gulch, and Hare Creek during periods of low flows. This would not be possible without the new pipeline. The project will also enable the city to retain an existing pipeline in place to provide backup access to raw water in the event there is an impact on the ability for the new pipeline to deliver water. Steve Johnson, the attorney for Redwood Timber Company, which owns the parcel, argued that a second easement would place an unreasonable burden on the property owner and the city should remove the first pipeline since he believes it contains asbestos. Smith estimated the pipe's age at 70 years, while Johnson said it's reasonable to surmise that it's over 100 years old. RTC is an owner and operator of commercial timberlands, and having two easements on its property in two different locations unnecessarily complicates and limits its access to timber and its timber operations. If the city actually planned the project for the greatest public good and the least private injury, then there would be one easement and RTC property and timber operations would not be potentially burdened with two distinct easements. The city should remove the 100-year-old asbestos pipeline to alleviate the potential environmental consequences of retaining it in its current condition. Additionally, the 100-year-old asbestos pipeline is likely well past its useful life, and there is no reasonable benefit to retaining it as a backup line. The proposed 20-foot pipeline easement is is to be located on a largely unimpeded path that does not contain trees or vegetation. The proposed location of the easement does not contain vegetation because it is an established skid trail on which RTC uses heavy machinery to transport harvested logs to the location where they can be loaded onto trucks. Locating the 20-foot easement and pipeline on the existing skid trail is not compatible with the greatest public good and the least private injury because it potentially limits RTC's use of the skid trail, thereby requiring RTC to clear-cut an area on the RTC property to establish a new skid trail. After the construction, a final easement description should be obtained through an as-built survey, and a 10-foot easement should be granted and recorded. 
A permanent 20-foot easement is not necessary and it unreasonably overburdens the RTC property. Johnson concluded his remarks with a prediction. Litigating these issues in court is going to be expensive and is likely not going to benefit either party. The council voted to direct staff to move forward with the eminent domain proceedings. In another infrastructure decision, the council asked Chantelle O'Neill of Public Works to bring back a resolution to put a renewal of the half-cent street tax on the special district ballot in the fall. The special street repair sales tax was originally passed in 2004 and was renewed for another 10 years in 2014. Council members agreed not to place a 10-year time limit on the tax this time. O'Neill told the council what she was asking. The purpose of this evening's report is looking for direction for staff to prepare and bring back to you a resolution uh, at a future meeting which would call for this ballot to be included on the county's special district election scheduled for November 7th uh, for voter approval to extend the special purpose uh, street sales tax. She made the case for extending the tax. As of December 2022, um, this tax has provided $9,627,000 in revenues that are used for the sole purpose of repairing, maintaining, and reconstructing city streets. Um, And this is just since its renewal in 2014. And just in the last five years, this special street sales tax has made it possible for the city to complete several, you know, really important street maintenance projects, including the rehabilitation of over 16 street segments, four commercial street segments, and nine alleys. One of the other things that's really important about the financial impacts of this is that this local voter approved tax is one of the main things that qualifies the city as a self-help city. This makes us eligible for annual appropriations from the local partnership program dollars and from the Road Maintenance and Rehabilitation Act. On the current project that's out to bid right now, we're actually looking at $762,000 that is um, directly related to local partnership program dollars. That's $762,000 that we wouldn't have access to if we didn't have this voter approved sales tax. The resolution will come before the council on June 26th and will be on the November 7th special district ballot. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reith.